0: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
1: Good morning and welcome to a back chat uh, with Mike Rouse and me, Jim Gould. And this morning uh, we're going to be talking about the problem of uh, garbage being left uh, in the country parks and on beaches. Um, this came to light uh, last week, actually, with uh, um, uh, about 80 kilograms of uh, rubbish being uh, left in garbage bags on the island of Mun, uh, which is also known as Grass Island, that's near Sai uh, Saikong. But it is a problem that affects uh, uh, a number of re- areas all around Hong Kong. Um, We have with us, uh, in fact, uh, a resident of uh, South Lantau, uh, Mary McHale. Uh, Good morning to you. And also on the line, uh, Angus Ho, who's uh, executive director of Greeners Action. Perhaps we could ask uh, Angus Ho first a little bit about the uh, tap moon situation. Uh, Good morning, Angus Ho.
2: Good morning.
1: So um, has there been uh, any development there over the weekend in terms of uh, uh, all those uh, sacks of garbage that were left on the island?
2: uh well uh I think this is uh maybe some kind of volunteers they have been um doing some volunteer work to collect those uh garbage uh maybe from the campsite or even from the coastal areas but um maybe those volunteers they are not uh able to carry all of them but uh as i uh, found on the pictures uh they actually uh, write them um, a, a look and then to get some other uh, people or uh, volunteers uh, or campers they can help them to bring them back to the uh, to the uh, leave the island. Mm. So uh, I think um, actually they are trying to doing the, some uh, good work for the environment but uh, maybe they are lack of uh, resources or uh, manpower. That's why they
3: leave those uh, garbage and uh, tambun. Mister Ho, good morning. Is obviously morning. two aspects to this, aren't there? One is c- cleaning up, and then one is uh, getting rid of the of the collected rubbish. Which government department is responsible? Well, uh,
2: Tamun is uh, quite a special place because it is not a uh, country park. So it's not uh, by the AFCDs. So I guess uh, um, it should be uh, belong to FDHD. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Food and yeah, Environmental Hygiene Department. How so many times yeah. FDHD they they usually they, they they not able to do a uh, work uh, lightly?
3: Because I mean this action by the volunteers is, is very commendable, and, and people coming out and giving up a weekend. Uh, or several hours anyway or, or of the weekend to get the rubbish away from sort of where it's a, a hazard potentially or very unsightly, get it up in, into a bag that was done at Tatmoon. Well, that's fine. That's great. But if it just sits there for weeks afterwards, that's that's ridiculous. And then you sort of go back from that, well should we always be relying on volunteers? Um, it, it should be part of someone's regular duties.
2: Yes, true. I, I totally agree. Um, uh, I think uh, the government should uh, have some kind of um, they, they they should clean it up uh, actually. But uh, I I think uh, I also appreciate those volunteers. They spend their time. They 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 go to Tabune which is not easy. They they need to have a whole day, and then they collect those uh, rubbish from the coastal area, which is. Drifting from the sea or whatever, uh, or live by the campers. Uh, but uh, Taboon is uh, quite a remote area, so uh, they may not able to catch the, the boat, or the boat may not allow them to uh, bring all the 80 kilos case of the rubbish uh, right. to the ferry. So uh, I think definitely uh, it, it needs more coordination. Uh, with the government departments and the government departments have the much more higher uh, priorities and also responsibility for those
3: uh, garbage because these are people who obviously love Hong Kong and are socially conscious they're, they're putting in an effort apart from their, their job in their own time to make Hong Kong better um, yeah. surely the, the government department concerns should be responding to that
2: yeah, uh, but I think this is uh, this happens for a long, long time, especially these two years, and when more and more people go to countryside and camping, mm-hmm. and especially Taamun is a very hot spot for camping. So it brings a lot of uh, tourists over there. And mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough uh, government to do, do not have enough uh, kidney service mm-hmm. uh, or they they get, uh, because in some beaches, I have seen in South Lantau, they also have a lot of uh, rubbish and uh, spread over the, the, the beach and also they got some similar situation, those campers, they uh, put all the rubbish uh, in the rubbish uh, bag and then they just uh, put aside site uh, on, on the beach which is a pristine uh, uh, natural environment and uh, so uh, I bought it and then uh, I, we uh, sent a letter to the government department and they replied us about uh, one or two weeks later. They said they will send someone to pick it up. Okay. So this is the situation right now we, we, we face.
1: Right. Well, talking of South Lantau, uh, we also have with us a, a resident uh, of the area, Mary McHale. Good morning to you.
4: Good morning, Jim. So South Lantau
1: is a very, very uh, beautiful uh, area, part of Hong Kong, as we know, with some, with some lovely sort of stretches of coastline along there, um, uh, but of course it becomes very busy during the summer and especially during this, uh, during this COVID area, a lot, a lot, a lot of people uh, make for South Lantau. Um, um, what have you observed along, there, along, the, uh, along the, the shoreline in recent weeks?
4: Yeah, thank you, Jim, and it's it's uh, great to be here and have the opportunity to share some views. Uh, I'd say first of all, you know, credit to everybody that is making an effort to pick up on the beach and t- take, you know, do something with all the tr- rubbish that's left behind. But what if what if people didn't leave the rubbish behind? What if you took home with you what you brought with you? So I think, you know, one of the things I'd love to say as a resident is please come, please come out, enjoy the beaches, the beaches that are not closed, Uh, enjoy the parks. We'd love to, we know everybody's tired of being inside, but please don't leave your plastic bottles and masks and other tissues and things along the roadside or along the beaches for someone else to take care of.
1: And I understand uh, tents as well is a bit of a problem. People just leave the tents behind.
4: Yeah, and I, look, I think that's just part of today's consumer economy where prices of goods have become so cheap that it's single use and leave it behind and somebody else can pick it up and take care of it. But yes, I have seen tents left behind as well.
3: So the first phase then is a public education or is, should it be enforcement?
4: Well, I mean, one of the things we talk about with some of the neighbors is if there was an access, a permit access to the beach, and to get that permit, you either had to commit to doing a weekend cleanup so you became very aware of what other people left Mm -hmm. behind, or you paid a fee so that the government could have additional people that came in to clean up. Now, the second option is I don't think we need to go there. I think if everybody could be a little bit more responsible and take home what they brought with them, we'd all be in a better place.
3: Yeah, I'm not not sure I'm keen on introducing a new permit requirement to go out and and swim on the beach. Even camp somewhere nice. But yes, something's got to be done. How about patrolling inspectors?
4: Well, I'm on the beach uh, either early morning or later in the evening, so I'm sure that there are patrolling people, but again, is that ideal? I think if know responsibility would be the the first first choice uh versus having people walking up along and you know is that really what they want to do either
3: because we do have people patrolling to make sure you're wearing a mask
4: yes true Mm
1: -hmm. so uh, are there any um hygiene implications as well do you think because uh we know the, the showers and changing facilities are not open are they
4: no they're certainly not and uh yes i would have to agree with you that there's probably some hygiene risks
1: right right Right. okay um i'm getting into a bit of trouble actually because uh, (laughs) i've had a a message from a listener philip says uh jim let the audience participate read the emails out in capital letters so we do have a number of emails actually some relating to uh the the covid topics we were talking about before but uh, let me just read uh, this one for now um i'll try and deal with all the others a bit uh, later on if you can bear with us Uh, this from Pat says uh, Hi guys, uh, I pick up rubbish most days in one of our country parks and am a retired civil servant a couple of observations, in my experience there are two sources of rubbish firstly day trippers coming into the parks and dumping their rubbish rather than taking it home, Uh, this is often done near bins, the second source is fly tippers who dump building materials and the like in both cases enforcement and education is required. The second point is the lack of coordination and splitting of responsibilities for cleanliness down to different contractors. Some responsible for roads, others bush, others car parks and toilets. This results in situations where one area is cleaned and some not although the rubbish is in plain sight. Uh, I've regularly bagged up large amounts of rubbish, left it in clear sight at laybys, only for it to remain there for weeks. Obviously better coordination is required in addition, uh, contracts uh, should be redesigned to allow toilet attendants to pick up rubbish in uh, car parks uh, in the vicinity of toilets. In general, AFCD are good. However, there is always room for review and improvement. Um, that from Pat. Do you, on, on South Lantau, uh, Mary, uh, do you have a problem with fly tipping as well?
4: In certain places, yes, Jim. I've certainly mm. seen uh, construction and other rubble left by the sides of the roads.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right, okay, okay. Um, we have a caller with us now, Guy. Good morning.
4: Yeah, good morning. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm past
0: chairman of Friends of Kong. I'm sorry about the dog. Okay, that's um, okay. I'd like to endorse what Pat has said. Mm. Exactly right. There's no coordination between di- different government departments responsible for collecting litter. Uh, you've got FEHD cleaning roads and, and pathways. They don't touch verges. Litter is left on the verges and never touched unless you remove it yourself and put it in a dustbin. ASCD clean their barbecue pits. They don't touch anything else. There really needs to be coordination, but uh, they're very unresponsive to that suggestion. Um, The other thing is, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people have been cleaning beaches and cleaning country parks, and uh, you're quite right that... uh, more effort needs to be done by the government. Where, uh,
3: where, where are the district officers in all this? Shouldn't they be coordinating? Officers?
0: No. Um, and uh, I hear that Home Affairs Department is going to be uh, replaced by something else entirely, isn't it? Um, our mutual aid committee in our village uh, is also to be curtailed. Uh, I don't mm. know whether you read that news. No more mutual aid committees.
3: Mm-hmm. Um... Sorry, Mike. Well, I haven't read that, no. (laughs) I think I should be writing
1: about this. OK. There is a lot of uh, good community spirit, though, isn't there? I mean, I can remember, like, uh, several years ago, just going back to Lantau, uh, there was, I think, after some particularly bad weather, uh, there was a, an unusually large amount of rubbish washed up uh, along the beaches and shorelines, and, uh, and, the, and the locals along there organised a, a, a big clear-up operation, and then a, a few days later, uh, uh, C.Y. Leung, who was the chief executive at the time, was also down there in the same location with a, a big group of officials doing the same thing. So that, so that was encouraging to see.
0: I wonder if you all remember uh, Lapsap
3: Chung. Uh, uh, yes. Mike
0: Rouse might remember Lapsap I
3: certainly Chung, right? do. And Arthur Hacker's <laughs> <laughs> memorial is still on the wall in the yes. FCC. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. Well, yeah, I
0: remember yeah. in the heights of the Lapsap Chung campaign going up to the Peak Garden one day and seeing the workers assiduously collect all the rubbish... And then when they thought nobody was looking, they chucked it over the edge of the hillside. But so we've come a, a, little, a little bit further than that now. But uh, yeah, mm. we, can, we need to do a lot more. Mm-hmm.
1: Mary, do you still have that uh, community spirit in the, in the area where you
3: live?
4: I do, and it's impossible not to have that community spirit when the in your backyard. But again, the request that I think everybody would have, whether you live on Lantau or you come to visit Lantau or any of the beaches in Hong Kong is, you know, you enjoy walking onto a clean beach, so please leave a clean beach when you go. So there's a famous old proverb. And it says something to the effect of, take only memories and leave only footprints. And I think, you know, so much of this could be fixed along the trails, along the beaches, along the roadsides, if people just did what you should do with trash, which is find a proper place to put it. And if there isn't a proper place, put it in your backpack or take it with you until you find one. Mm
1: Um, Angus Ho, a, a lot of the rubbish bins have been removed now from country parks, um, has that made a difference? I mean the idea of that was that it was supposed to encourage people to take their rubbish home with them. Has, has that made a difference?
2: Actually, uh, we are working with governments. Um, we support them to uh, take away those uh, rubbish bins, which is the first step for the encouraging people to take their rubbish uh, home and uh, I can see there's uh, some changes, and I actually see uh, some campers, they took away their rubbish after the camping, and however, I think the um, advertisement and also the publication uh, publicity work is uh, less and less. And in this one or two years, but maybe three, four years ago, they were very active. To AFCD were very active to promote uh, bring your little home. But nowadays, I I, I don't think they have a, doing a good job. So I think uh, this is a very important, and I agree with uh, other people's view. And it is very important to encourage our uh, peoples, um, um Hong Kong people, and those tourists, and take the uh, rubbish home. Uh, so um, in the future, I hope AFCDs can do a, a better uh, publicity work. And mm. to encourage people to do this. And also, I, I think um, uh, Environmental Bureau, they have uh, more power. They can coordinate with other departments, such as afdd mm. and FEHD, mm. and then they can uh, uh, coordinate better to how to remove those uh, rubbish, and how to get more people, uh, more manpower, mm. and more contractor to go to uh, remote beaches. Uh, uh, different areas to do the clean up and also to bring the rubbish uh, back to the, uh, to the to the to uh, the inland or to right. the
3: city. Do you think uh, the COVID situation has sort of affected uh, the, uh, all of this because there's a lot of working from home? So if someone's working from home, they're not out patrolling uh, the beach. They're not out patrolling the country park. Um, has that had an impact?
2: i think so yes but uh i don't think it is an excuse uh for the government department as well because they can patrol for other things like uh wearing a mask and they did to uh give out some uh tickets to the people to some penalty but why don't they also to get more attention to those uh webish issue so uh i think yes it is true Working from home for the government officials, maybe they make those uh, publicity words or uh, killing words is more uh, less effective. But uh, I I don't think it 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 should be an excuse for the government, and they do they should do a double uh, harder and to tackle this problem.
3: Because I I I see lots of evidence uh, of a sort of slowing down of uh, official machinery. you know, prominent roads where there don't seem to be any maintenance going on and resurfacing uh, there's a big story in the paper today about uh, appointments being postponed or canceled for, for regular health care which is not covid related it seems we've we've got everything targeting covid and we're not getting on with ordinary life may i see you nodding
4: yeah i, I actually think Mike, it's complicated further because there are so many people working from home and COVID has made everybody wear a mask. And so there's even more volumes of things left on the roadways, the trail sides and things that weren't left before. So I feel like it's both of those coming together that's creating the the big eruption of the problem. Mm
1: Mary we should say is in our Admiralty studio and we have a video link so we can uh, so we can <laughs> see each other but, uh, but uh, it, it seems that a lot of this problem of trash being left behind uh, is uh, associated with camping and people camping uh, uh, I thought uh, the designated campsites um, of course have been closed for some time has um, is, is that sort of uh, contributed to the problem of, uh, of people just sort of pitching up wherever they fancy and leaving their stuff behind?
4: I think so, Jim. And again, I want to say it's not everybody. So there are people that leave their places where they've spent time spotless. But if everybody did that, again, it's just it isn't that hard. Pick up what you bring with you and take it home. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Angus Ho, do you think we need more uh, and better run designated campsites?
2: Uh, I think uh, we need to have more uh, education and you add more, uh, I think, so many people, and I also uh, I I'm also a camper, but I have mo- maybe more than 20 years experience. But I I found that there is so many people which is uh, they are brand new to the camping uh, experience, so they may not able to understand uh, what is the best practice for camping and left a lot of rubbish or even a tent uh, behind. So I need I think we need to have more education for those people because they will not um, understand uh, what is the best practice for campaigns. And I think the government can coordination and get some education work to those um, general public in the ferry or in the some uh, public transport. And also they can uh, maybe work out some uh, uh, education program or college, co- cooperation program with those um, uh, shops who selling the camping materials because I can see a lot of people go into those shops and then buy those uh, equipment and if they also have some kind of poster or some kind of education program uh, uh, with uh, cooperation with those shops and I think uh, people will get more uh, understand uh, how to be a uh, uh, good behavior when you go camping.
3: Okay. So barbecue If you're selling barbecue equipment and sausages and chicken wings and whatever, um, you could have something at that point of sale to encourage people to clean up after themselves.
4: Well, and showing them the dangers of what gets left behind, right? That garbage all ends up someplace. And I read over the weekend that it takes 450 years for one of these masks to properly disintegrate. Mm. 450 years.
1: Well, and there are millions of masks (laughs) Being worn worn every day, yeah, yeah, scary. Okay, well, thank you very much, uh, uh, both of you, for joining us uh, on the programme this morning. Uh, That was Mary McHale, who's a resident of South Lantau, and we also heard from Angus Ho there, Executive Director of uh, Greeners Action. Um, And uh, for the last uh, few minutes of the programme, I'm going to return to uh, emails because we've had had a lot of emails on uh, on various issues, uh, which I would like to uh, do my best to. Uh, to read out as many as I can, um, so this one from Richard, uh, uh, Richard, I believe, is an airline pilot, says, uh, uh, Good morning. On a positive note, I was at the airport yesterday, airside, and it was noticeable that the amount of uh, CX aircraft present at the airport to Cathay Pacific, parked and ready to be flown, was obvious. CX uh, tail after all after Tail after tail after tail. It seems the chickens have come home from the Australian desert to roost. Good news for us all. Let's get them in the air again, Mrs Lamb. Um, OK, thanks for that. Uh, uh, this one from Din says... Uh, uh, well, there's a heading says uh, add barbecue and picnic sites. Um, but then says, oh, yes. OK, he says, I think we can expect a bonfire of Carrie's worst pandemic policies after the election of John Lee on May the 8th. Uh, and that would be uh, children's playground closures, sports facilities closures, beach and swimming pool closures, mask wearing in country parks and exercising out of doors, bar closures, airline bans and hotel quarantine. So Din is expecting that uh, all of those things. Uh, will be uh, changed after May the 8th. Um, And so a couple of others, uh, uh, COVID-related. Philip says, if the children of the elderly prevent vaccination of their parents, they are effectively giving their parents a potential death sentence. Alonso writes: uh, There seems to be much confusion and scepticism about the surprisingly low COVID death rate in Shanghai and elsewhere in China. Perhaps you can check with your expert guests. But my understanding is as follows: During the citywide lockdowns and forced testing, many of the positive cases are asymptomatic, often because these cases are caught early. A number of these asymptomatic cases eventually become symptomatic. And some will die, but because they were originally classified as asymptomatic, their subsequent deaths are not included in the statistics for COVID deaths. Uh, Is this correct, Alonso? I'm not sure. Um, Maybe we'll be able to ask uh, somebody uh, later in the week, uh, um, see who we get on tomorrow,
3: perhaps. Um, uh, We also need an economist on the show. uh, to talk to about the economic impact
1: well that's right we do i mean we do have our money talk program from right. uh, from eight till eight thirty. and I know. I know they're talking about quite a lot about that uh, about that this morning but yes it's a it's a very valid point uh, mike um okay a, a couple of other just a couple of other e- emails as well so uh, so Philip says, uh, good to hear the advice from Professor Cowling this morning, talking lots of sound advice. Just a pity no one is listening. Um, Carrie Lam needs to change her advisers. Uh, um, Carol says, uh, I would like to comment on your conversation about uh, the elderly uh, Uh, You not calling us uh, older people elderly sounds like an affront. Sorry about that. But she says, uh, I'm 87. I swim when I go and I'm fully vaccinated with three jabs. Uh, and about to go for my fourth. I do not feel elderly, but of course I am old, but uh, perfectly healthy. Uh, but don't blame us when I have done everything I should. That that from Carol. Well, yeah, it must be said. A lot of uh, a lot of older people. Um, There's one here that. in the studio, Jim. Exactly. Have done have <laughs> done everything that was uh, recommended, and have had three, even even four uh, vaccinations by now. Um,
3: Actually, <laughs> we should call ourselves senior more.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, why not, yeah. Uh, experienced and senior and and distinguished and everything. Um, Erudite. Philip says, can you please ask Mike to stop being so cheerful? There's nothing to be happy about. <laughs> <laughs> something very similar. Good morning, Jim. Can you ask Mike Rouse to stop being so bloody cheerful? <laughs> that from Guy. So... I think that's guy who we heard from earlier, who, right. who, who called in. Um, yeah, thank you to all of our listeners and everybody who wrote in. And and as always, uh, on Monday
3: morning, thanks to you, Mike. Yes, we, we fewer public holidays on Mondays. That's right. That's right. Because I missed that, the I'm show last we week. We won't.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid we won't be hearing from you next Monday because it's a a holiday, so we have different programming schedule. But. Um, but we'll be back soon anyway. And, and uh, Covid update and back chat will return uh, tomorrow morning with me and Ada Wong. Um, a quick look at the uh, weather before we go to the new summary and morning brew. So sunny periods today with isolated showers. It'll be hot. Top temperature around 31 degrees. Moderate southerly winds. The outlook uh, hot with sunny periods and one or two showers in the next few days. It'll be windy with more showers early next week. It's currently 28 degrees, humidity 79%.
0: I'm Dr. Patrick Yip. COVID-19 vaccination is the most effective way to prevent severe illness and death. More than 100 million children worldwide have received vaccination. We are working at full strength to have children aged 3 to 11 to get vaccinated. The two COVID-19 vaccines used in